Ooh, recording in progress. Did you hear that? That right there is Joe, Joey Labossiere. Did I say your name right? You did it. For, that was pretty. Yeah, but you got corrected by my by my by my peeps last time, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I totally got corrected by his. his oh, they can't by, hear you. Oh, oh they can't geez, hear me. Because I muted you on. See, this is this is the this is what I mean. This we can't do two things at once. What is this? That's okay. My ADHD. No, it, no, <laughs> it, it's just a tech issue. So we, so I am recording this podcast right now, but I am telling you, we always deal with tech issues. Issues always come up in life, and I'm not going to get distracted by it. Although oftentimes we do. Okay. And, and Joey is a phenomenal. Like, how would you describe yourself? Which parts are we describing here? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just telling you. Well, well, I think that what happened, let me give you a little bit of a backstory yeah. and then let's just jump into it because I had no idea who you are. Okay. All I knew is that I had several followers tell me that I needed to check out your content and I had several requests for you to actually be on my podcast. So this was actually back in 2022. I think that it was like in December and I literally just saw a live where you were doing a meditation and I saw like, I would say 30 seconds and I'm like, all right, he looks awesome. I sent you a DM on Instagram and sure enough, uh, you were, you, you, you jumped in for a podcast interview and we finally made it to the arrive date. So this is pretty fantastic. And that's how I found out about you. I mean, I still have a lot to learn, which is great. Cause I know that a lot of people have a lot to learn from you. Um, so if I were to understand what it is that you do, okay, this is my take on what I've seen from you mm -hmm. is that you help people break limitations and you help people reprogram mind, body, and soul really. Yeah. Okay. Like how to liberate themselves and step into greater freedom. Yeah. But is yeah. That pretty good? yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I've always, I think maybe with you too, I don't know if you've realized this, like putting labels to what we do is kind of weird and they always kind of change. I don't know if that resonates with you or not. Like, you know, where I, where I was trained in clinical hypnotherapy um, and that just evolved so much as I've developed my own abilities and my gifts spiritually, you know, with my own practice and doing this work on myself too. Like I did a ton of hypnotherapy on my own traumas and my own limitations and, and I continue to grow like we both do, but it's evolved and it's become more of a, uh, I believe I'm more of a guide and an activator and by learning the skills of hypnotherapy and understanding the subconscious and the importance of the subconscious because it's 98 99% of our minds uh, i was able to just kind of evolve and uh, develop my own kind of way of helping people heal through trauma and limitations and programming conditioning um, because we all have that right we all grew up either in, in the church or in a, a community that was very religious maybe or very uh, maybe your parents have a had a you know, narrow mindset on a few things and you've picked that up, your, 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 um, your environment is basically everything. And then there's the trauma aspect, you know, I deal with a ton of sexual abuse, a ton of physical abuse, narcissism, um, you know, all these types of, of traumas. And so I help people um, go to the root of that and change the story because our story has to change before we change. So oh, that's a little bit of God, that's so good. I'm already like, oh, which way do I go? Okay. I am very curious because mm -hmm. I think if you are a healer, you know, there's certain techniques that you're attracted to. 
But prior to stepping into being the role of helping to heal other people, I would love to know a little bit more of the backstory on how what your awakening process was like. <laughs> well, that, I mean that that fun stuff, huh? Yeah. Everybody's like, um, <laughs> well, I think it all. I think it starts from you know the day we're born. I think the the awakening starts to happen. But for me, it was a few moments of rock bottom, really dark times. Uh, I worked in a prison for 10 years. I was a correctional officer for 10 years uh, and responded to a lot of crazy stuff and exposed to a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, some murders, a lot of violence, a lot of blood, a lot of trauma. Mm. Um, but with that, not only from my work, but uh, as my own traumas surfaced, I started to realize my patterns and seeing some of the toxic traits that I had, toxic behavior that I had from partying, drinking, seeking constant attention or validation. I think a lot of us can you know, resonate with some of that. Um, I got to a breaking point. I'll try to keep this short because we can go deep into this. Um, we're hanging out. I'm, we're good. Yeah. So <laughs> just some really dark times, a few years in a row of really dark, depressing times. But then I realized I was probably going through bouts of depression for about 15 years, yeah. give or take in and out severe and then non severe and some some weeks or months of ease and then just right back to rock bottom. Yeah. Um, had a near death experience car accident that really shook me to my core um, enough to which I think I believe our guides kind of make happen for us to like, you know, stop us out of it a little bit. Yeah. That happened. Uh, no one was hurt. Thank goodness. I was with my brother. It was a moment of going, holy shit, like I have so much in front of me, I need to make some changes. So that's when a lot of us go through this, right? We, we start to have, we have a spiritual experience or a near death experience. And we're like, something needs to shift. Something needs to change. This isn't working. What do I need to do? So that's when we start to probably find meditation. We start to find the books, the self-help, the, the growth books, you know, when we dive into Tony Robbins or Abraham Hicks or Joe Dispenza's work, which is all magic. And that's where I found myself and, um, you know, with meditation, especially. And then I found a guy online who was a hypnotherapist and it just clicked one day. He was talking about trauma, how it's stored in the body, how if it's not healed properly, how it can manifest into toxic this and these patterns and self-sabotage and all these other things. And I was just like, what? I've never heard of this before. This is crazy. What do you mean? And uh, I was talking to my wife at the at, at, at the time about it, and she's like, "You should, you should really go work with him." And I remember going looking at her. I'm like, "No, it's bigger than this." She's like, "What?" And that was the first time I think I can consciously remember of my intuition being like, like punching me. Like it wasn't it wasn't something like ooh a little nudge. It was like a punch in the face. It was the strongest I had ever felt. I felt it and it was like go do this go do this go do this i'm like okay and i was like i'm gonna go train to do this she's like what I'm like hypnotherapy i'm like i had no idea what it was i guess i, I really had no clue what it was all i heard was he, what he was talking about and i was like okay and within two weeks i had called jen who runs the school uh, coastal academy of hypnotic arts and science i think within a month after that i was signed up and flew across the country to go f- train full time and realized how much of my past and how much of my shit that I kind of downplayed because we tend to do that with our traumas. We tend to either compare it to others who what seems more extreme yeah. or, you know, and we downplay it. And I started to realize like how much of my childhood and, so, and some of these events that happened in my life, how much they played a role in my suffering. 
I always say silence is a type of trauma. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, if like you're unable to speak about it, that's why people get into working with, you know, licensed therapists so that they can do talk therapy. But at a certain point, I believe that along your healing journey, you do benefit by looking at non-traditional paths of healing. So hypnotherapy, will you just explain a little bit what that exactly is? Like, what is, what is it? Like, I've only had one session myself, but I want to know, like for other people who are new to this, like, what is it? (laughs) Simple term, simple terms. We use different techniques to kind of bypass the conscious and, and, and critical parts of the mind to go into the, the hard drive. (laughs) <laughs> so usually there's, it's, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to just go there. So hypnotherapy, we use things like induction and relaxation techniques. Uh, we're not going to get too technical with it, but it allows us to bypass those parts of the brain or the mind, I should say, to go into where our traumas are, where our conditioning is, where our beliefs are stored, mm-hmm. because unless you go there, everything else is kind of surface level. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like saying an affirmation in the in the mirror, it feels good for 20 minutes. But then let's say an hour later, you wake up the next day and your affirmation, you know, the, the, let's say the belief in the subconscious didn't align with your affirmation. Yeah, very, very good chance that you're that's going to get kicked out, going to get thrown out. Yeah. So we go to the cause of it. And I'd say 99% of the people who come to me with trauma, anxiety, whatever they're feeling the triggers, they think they know the, the root cause of it very rarely do they actually, are they consciously aware of where it started? It usually started much earlier. And the things that they thought were the, the root of it are, were just triggers along the way or yeah. moments. Yeah. So you started with a, I mean, I mean, a lot of people do know what hypnotherapy is, yep. but you started to incorporate other healing modalities into the process. And I really love the part where what I've learned about you is that you are very intuitive. Like you have integrated your intuitive skills, which everybody's, everybody's skill set is constantly improving. And like you are somebody who facilitates with like clients connecting to spirit guides, for example. Yeah. 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 And that's so funny to think about that now. If I looked at five years ago when I started this journey Mm -hmm. in hypnotherapy and you told me like, you'll be working with more of the metaphysical and bringing that into it, I would have called you crazy. Like you're nuts. Like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense because for me, unlike a lot of the people I work with, I never felt like I had different abilities as a child. I never felt that I had anything like, Ooh, I was gifted as a child or I saw spirits all the time. Cause a lot of the clients I work with are, mm. are, have been open for most of their life or mm. and maybe shut it down at a time. But I don't remember ever being connected that way. It came through my dark night for me to really activate what I, my sensitivities. I only, all I knew about my childhood is that I was extremely sensitive, like to the point where like, I'll cry at a commercial. I'll still do it. Like I'll just, I feel (laughs) so deeply. I feel so deeply. And I always used to thought I was nuts. Like I used to walk away from like hockey tournaments or baseball tournaments. I talk about this all the time. We would win a championship or win a big game. And I would feel so brutal for the other team. (laughs) I'd have trouble. It's so weird, right? So as a kid, everybody's always feeling this certain way. And I'm over here feeling this way. And I'm wondering why. So I always felt weird that way because of my sensitivity. But I never really felt I was gifted or open or, you know, like that. And so it all came with working with clients. Most of it came with working with clients and starting to have experiences with them 
on the other side because that's basically your subconscious is the gateway to the soul it's the gateway mm -hmm. to, to to the quantum oh, field yeah the, the akashic mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. so with that i started to go holy shit there's way more to this than i thought and it's way more exciting to me when i started mm -hmm. having those experiences i went to guatemala i did a month in guatemala where i did a retreat there and that's where i started to connect to my guides mm. my own way and that's when the floodgates opened what was that wait hold up hold up yeah. <laughs> i don't think we've talked about this part have we no we haven't no. Oh, hold up yeah. this is so good I, and i know that other people want to hear this right now um how did you start to open up to your spirit guides for the first time i get asked this question all the time so love to know and there's my dog my, there's the beast yeah. running cue my guides started to come through because of i was i had teachers that were just phenomenal so this place in guatemala is called lake atitlan and there's a, a little small town on the lake and the lake is surrounded by three volcanoes and there's a mayan ruin at the bottom of this lake so it's a very powerful vortex of energy mm -hmm. and the women that run this retreat center um, are local. And there's a woman named Chatty who's kind of like the queen there. She's the she's just massive energy. She's, a, I think, a master energy healer and amongst other things, a shaman, everything. And in these, so what our days would consist of was a 7 a.m. wake up for med, uh, yoga. We do 10 a.m. meditation. And then we do metaphysics at noon. And then we do another meditation at night, six days a week for four weeks. So the meditations in this temple were just magic. Things would just start happening. Some of them were guided to connect to your guides and to connect to on another level. And the metaphysics part, we'd start learning about the um, tree of life. We start learning about all these different parts, very loosely, not nothing too in depth, just mm -hmm. kind of opening us up to this, to these, these teachings. Mm -hmm. And uh, my guide came through to me, my first guide or collective, I think there's more of a collective that came through in a meditation was an owl. And that's why my owl on my forearm is here. This was done in Guatemala. Ah, beautiful. And I was just like, what? and I'm not a visual person. I wasn't a visual person. And so when this owl came through, I was like, what the hell is this owl? And it kept coming through over and over and over again through this, these few weeks. Okay. And so that's, that was my first, experience with my guides i felt this tremendous love this protection this like blanket around me when it was around and then i started exploring with my guides i started exploring with those energies and i think the biggest part for anyone starting to explore in these realms or with their guides is finding out how they're already open to receive mm -hmm. and not putting an expectation on having to receive it like camilla receives it or the way they hear other people receive it because as soon as you do that you block your i think you block yourself off to what already is being trends like i agree you know yeah coming through the labels do that too right like right. if you were to call yourself strictly a clinical hypnotherapist you're shutting yourself off from some of the other spiritual and energetic ways yeah. that you can help yeah. provide healing for yourself and for yeah. clients so many people think they need to see their guides yeah well not everybody's third eye is completely open enough to have that inner vision or that or their vision is they think it should be this way and I had I struggled with that for so long I was like why can't I see like my clients see because I bring people in hypnosis and they're like th high def in the moment yeah. where I'm more of a feeler like I feel energy I know when there's energy with me mm. I know what high vibrational energy feels like I know what low frequency energy feels like 
Yeah. And that all came by just doing and accepting because when you trust how you're receiving, that gets stronger. And then you op- it kind of opens you up to the other faculties or the other ways or other clairs or sensitivities to kind of come in. So I want to add to that because one of the things about empaths, and there's so many empaths that I connect to off of all of the social platforms, people that are listening to this are probably shaking their head and they're like, yup, I'm an empath. So many people, it, it is when you start to get sensitive to how you receive information, I want people to understand that the body is a massive receptor. A lot of times uh, when you think about connecting to somebody that that is a psychic medium, you just think that like, it's just witnessing a material materialization, like a, a, or a vision, right? right? Like, imagine if you like went to like, I don't know, like a castle in France in the Loire Valley <laughs> and like you have the ability to see, let's say, like ghost or something walking around the castle. There are those people who have that capacity, but every empath has a unique yeah. way yeah. in which yeah. to receive this information. And the body is a really powerful tool. And when you are an empath, oftentimes you feel the energy of a room that you walk in, you mm-hmm. feel the energy of a person yeah. that you're talking to. And then this is a really important part too, when you start to open up, okay, when you start to awaken, it is understanding how to have boundaries so that you don't yeah. over, over absorb, let's say working with a client over absorb the energy of a room. And so what are some of the ways that you keep your, your energy protected? (laughs) Such an important question and thing to talk about. So when I started doing the one-on-one work with clients, I often couldn't get through more than one session a day Mm. because I would just dip. And I was like, Whoa, like, and I was just like, what's going on? And then it took a little while to get used to. I, so I would start with like my energetic bubble, a little bit of a, my own cleansing. Yeah. And, but what I really found out, like, so a woman reached out to me. She's from Alaska. It's, I swear this woman was an angel and didn't even, wasn't even a human and just disappeared. It was like in and out, gave me what <laughs> yeah. I needed. Don't know yeah. where she is. Can't yeah. remember her name. Yeah. She was talking to me one day. She's like, do you have a, she's on one of my lives. She's like, do you have a minute to chat? I'm like, Normally I'm like, uh, no, yeah, this, something told me like, talk to this, talk to yeah. this lady. And she, she's like, she got on a phone call with me and she's like, this is like a lot of sensitive souls or empaths. Yeah. We are so empathetic that we often drop our vibration mm-hmm. so we can show the other that we too feel that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of us that wants to show them that we can relate. So we unconsciously drop our, our vibration down to feel that for with them. Yeah. And what happens is like, we don't have to prove to them. We can feel we've already played in those realms. We've already had, we've already, we know what the lower vibration air or that frequency is like. So she was like, you continuously drop yourself when you're doing this work to show them that you too feel this way. And I was like, Holy shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And she's like, one thing that a lot of healers don't realize is you are protected. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you don't have to get protected every morning. You are protected. Know it. Yeah. And as soon as you know it, it's not this, oh, I forgot to put my protection up. Oh, I forgot to put my bubble up. <laughs> yeah. It's this knowing that anchors into your, this, your, your belief system that you create. And then since that moment, I like, it's 98% 
different than when it was. I don't dr drop. I can do three, four sessions a day if I have to. Yeah. I don't, I can feel without taking on, but it was a skill and it took some time for me anyway. Yeah. 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 Same thing here because uh, my second mediumship reading was a homicide. And there's a lot of mediums that yeah. don't want to touch that because for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I've, I have in mediumship witnessed some of the darkest experiences. Like I actually did mediumship with a woman who wanted me to connect to her grandparents and they actually went to Auschwitz and didn't come out of that situation. They actually died at Auschwitz. And as a medium to experience Auschwitz, I believe that the true darkness is what walks on earth. It is not some demon. It is not like, mm, right, it, right, right, right. There are definitely negative entities out there. Um, and that can show up as a negative thought. It can, it can show up and really yeah. sabotage your mood and your energy. Mm. So I'm not, do you ever talk of, or do you ever get into that entity clearing? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, so this, I'm just is, curious. this is like, no, this is something that's it's natural been question here <laughs> forever, forever. So I'm going to explain one of the reasons why I understand what I call attachment energy. Yeah, I call it attachment. That's how I've, I've been taught what it was. So lower en energy entities, attachments. I hate the word entity because it sounds so like nasty and like, I don't like those words. But anyway, lower vibrational attachment energy. I was in Guatemala. And I was so stoked to get into this retreat. I was like, I've been meditating. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get into this meditation. I'm going to sit. I'm going to tap in. We're going to receive all this stuff. And that's how my mindset was. Yeah. And the first week goes by and my meditations were shit. Garbage. I was like, what is how I'm frustrated. I'm going back to my, my house and I'm like, why can't I just seem to just drop into that? Can I just space? ask, wait, why were you judging your meditations to begin with? Were you just because you were sitting there and you're probably, like, you do no, this probably an expectation. Number ah, one was okay. an expectation of it going a okay. certain way, which was probably teaching me more surrender. There was also something more that mm -hmm. I realized. Okay. And this is something that I don't talk about enough because I, it's, it's kind of a lot for, for some people, but so I, after that night of meditation that went poorly, or I didn't think it went as it should, I went back and I'm like, I'm going to meditate my way. Because in the temple, we're on these little stools, we're doing it their specific way. I'm like, okay, well, so I threw my headset in, I threw binaural beats on. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to throw it all out to the wind and I'm just going to go my way and see if I can connect. And I'm in this room, a dark room, and I'm breathing and I'm breathing and I'm starting to feel a little better. But then I remember something I was taught in hypnotherapy school, and that was kind of scanning your energy field. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I had this pull to ask, is there anything here blocking my connection? And as soon as I did, I could feel a dense energy. I could feel what I call lower vibrational frequency. And I could like, it's not mine, it's something else. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, that's interesting. And so the, this is what I call lower vibrational or attachment energy. Yeah. And I, and I'm a feeler, so I don't see anything, but I could feel it. And I, I kind of did one of these. I'm like, come closer. And it got stronger and it got stronger yeah. and it got stronger to a point where it was like almost overwhelming, but I was like, no, I'm in control. And so I kind of stood up to it and just kind of stood there. And as soon as I did, it kind of shrunk. And so I have a technique that I've developed and I learned through hypnotherapy school and my own practice that I basically send anything that isn't mine to the light back to source. Yeah. And when I do that, I break contracts, cords, energies, imprints, connections, this life, past life, 
present, future, any plane, any dimension. So that's just like a little rundown of how I, I clear. I just want to say, so genius, so beautiful. The only reason why I interrupted a little bit at the end mm -hmm. is because I think that one of the sole purposes for every living person here is to clear that negative energy. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think <laughs> like... some of it, I think some of it's been with us maybe through past, through lives, lifetimes, yeah. like little yeah. pieces that attach. Yep. But I think also, oh. yeah. <laughs> I just cleared so, that this week. Oh my God. So there you go. And then also <laughs> when someone is going through depression, mm -hmm. deep sadness, grief for a, an extended period of time, that's a very low vibrational yeah. energy to be in yeah. and if someone's drinking a lot if they're using drugs if they're around in areas that are also low like you know at the club and stuff like that that's also pretty low vibration for the most part yeah you are susceptible to taking on these things yeah okay so for me you know being depressed for so long and being such in such shambles really not not listening to my soul being in my head being really sad I think I took a lot of that on by some of my behavior, by the partying, by the drinking, by the being, you know, in these places. And so for me, I notice it. If I go two or three days in a row where I'm kind of ornery or, you know, bitchy, whiny, can't <laughs> reason, don't feel like meditating. I'm like, yeah. after two or three days, if I sit and go, okay, let's just scan my energy field. Let's just take some breaths, get centered. And then just kind of, I basically just say, if there's anything here that doesn't belong to me, come here now. I'll feel it. Yeah. I'll call it out three times just to make sure. But if I don't feel anything, then it's, then it's good. But most of the time when I'm off for two or three days straight, like just not feeling myself, mm -hmm. there's something there that's kind of like a parasite. It's like a leech. Mm -hmm. It's using my energy to fuel whatever it is. It's not a big deal. It's not a scary thing. Like I have zero fear around this stuff. I've been clearing this for a long time. And that's something I, th I, I think I'm here to kind of normalize is how to clear that without fear because the fear is the fuel that they have the fear is what they feed on yeah that makes sense yeah 100 percent. like actually one of my absolute favorite books is alice in wonderland and there's the second book which is through the looking glass and in that book it's alice having to battle the jabberwocky and fast forward to the end it's when she finally stands up to the most frightening thing that she could ever yeah. conjure she realized mm -hmm. that that fear was actually a self-made mm -hmm. the jabberwocky was actually a creation of her own uh -huh. fear and then when she said you know i'm not putting up with this anymore yeah. and cast the jabberwocky away it literally it had no energy yeah that's it's it's exactly so i often when i have clients working one-on-one -on -one, i'll feel the attachment on them before we mm -hmm. even start and so like yeah. yesterday was a good example I had a session with a girl who went into past life did a bunch of major work around her, this life mm -hmm. as a child and then she started coughing and that's another that's another sign for me when they start coughing oh yeah There's something it's it's so strange but i'm like oh and i could feel it and so we cleared this energy we cleared this 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 attachment and when people start doing it at first it's easy to get scared because they can feel it or experience the energy and they know it's not really theirs. It's important to just stand in your power. Yeah, really stand strong because as soon as you like as soon as they're the energies feel like they've been discovered. Yeah, they'll kind of like push their energy harder. So you'll actually feel them like kind of getting almost aggressive if that, sounds, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. And as soon as you just stand up and say no, it's like they shrink. It's gone. And then you do the clearing and everything else because it's gone right away. Yeah. And and it's also interesting because if we shift into traditional healing techniques like cognitive behavior therapy, which is obviously a psychological way in which to clear negative beliefs, mm -hmm. you have to shine light on yeah, what yeah. that nev negative experience is, what that experience, like if you take like the, the fragment of some kind of trauma or upsetting experience that really set up that negative belief and cognitive behavior therapy, yeah. what you do yeah. is you start to identify it. You create a vision of what was that bad experience from your past. Mm -hmm. And then you, you start to make that association to what is the belief What's the belief pattern that has been rolling in your life? Now, if we were to shift out of traditional psychology and actually shift out of metaphysics and get into manifestation, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You have to understand how to clear these negative patterns, how to yeah, clear yeah. these um, negative beliefs in order to receive greater love, joy, and abundance. Like yeah, I yeah. tell people all the time, everything that you want is in spiritual escrow. But there is a piece of yourself that is refusing to allow this to come in. Yeah, and I yeah. think that right now I did, if you go to YouTube, shameless plug, I have a video about what my predictions are for 2023. And I said that this is going to be the year of disintegration. And I actually feel that we as a collective and as individuals are right now focusing on clearing unnecessary societal expectations of how we must be, of how we must label ourselves so that we can just open ourselves up. Right. So that's why, like, I, I also shared a, a, a TikTok video here about how science, okay, which is like based on data collection right? Doctors are starting to come out and talk about energy and vibration and frequency. Yeah. You're seeing a big shift there for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. So it's, it's pretty wonderful when you can meet with healers, okay. Like yourself that are able to tap into the subconscious and also step, step into the spiritual space mm -hmm. and do work on the soul, because I think that's one of the biggest pieces that have, have been missing to helping people improve mental health, improve yeah. relationships, even improve the way that they make a living and by the work that they do, which is, wow. yeah, right? Every, every, everything is a, is a spiritual experience. Like, yeah, the, the thing where we get caught stuck is like some of us have been raised a certain way with whether it's a religion that we don't align with anymore. That was spiritual to us. So we have resistance around even the word God or, you know, like the word God would not be something I'd even said four years ago, five years ago. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying yeah. it even like, so all these things have shifted, but everything's a spiritual experience. Like everything's a soul experience. You know, yeah. your soul is guiding you. And 99% of the time we're fighting the soul's guidance, the inner compass because of conditioning or trauma. So that's where depression happens most of the time. In my opinion, it's our souls going, look, you're this, you're that, you can achieve this. And you're like, I don't know, nope, this is what happened last time, or this is where the pain was, I'm not going there. So there's this tug of war happening within you. And then when you find that surrender, you find these techniques that help, you do some work in hypnosis, or you do, you know, you, you meet a medium, you talk to someone else about this, and all of a sudden these things start to dissolve. Yeah. And there's less resistance, and you start to flow more with the, the soul's guidance. 
but everything's a spiritual experience. That's why I believe everyone should, not should, everybody who feels pulled, like cultivate that relationship with your higher power, whatever that source, the creator, God, Christ consciousness, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever is yours and it resonates, trust it. Yeah. <laughs> because when you when you when you develop that that's i don't know there's something that you it's irreplaceable you you know do you have people who come to you who just say i'm i'm just confused i'm lost i don't know like i don't know what i'm doing with my life right now do you ever have clients or did the clients <laughs> yeah right yeah. oh yeah I think, <laughs> I think, and i think i well because i think that the first wave of big awakening that i was a part of i guess on social media was like 2020 you know, that, that was a sure. huge wave of people yeah. going, what the fuck's going on? The matrix is falling apart. I don't, I don't, I don't align yeah. with my job, with my person. Yeah. Everything's just, everything seems like an illusion. I feel like into 2023, we're seeing another wave and even bigger. Mm. So I feel like there's more people where at 2020, they would have never even looked at this stuff who are going to be going through their, their first big dark night falling on their face help me Jesus, help me God, you know, yeah. experience. So I think it's important for everyone who's been through any bit of it to, to kind of be there for them right now, because you know mm. how that is when you first start to yeah. see your illusion dissolve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you have these lost souls that, or self that, that identify as feeling confused mm -hmm. or lost, how do you get people to return back to the essence of themselves? How do you, how do you get their souls to be into better alignment? You can't make them do anything. That's the thing. Like, I, I think we can just show up and give them opportunities to hopefully have an experience that shifts something because and mm -hmm. I think for most people, you need an experience to go, Oh, what was that? And I think that's like, that's a big reason why I do my Sunday nights is I just create a space guide meditations or little healing exercises or inner journeys hopefully having someone come in and go oh screw it i'll you know i've been struggling let's see what this is all about and hopefully they have even if it's a one percent shift in awareness or some oh there's something bigger within me or i felt my guide or i i heard something come through i had a download i had my intuition come through or i had my inner child come and i hugged my inner child and had a moment of release i think we can just lead as much by example as we can keep doing our own shit our own work yeah but also providing spaces for people to have these experiences because is, those experiences are undeniable is that what you do with soul retrieval work yeah so like my program itself is called soul alignment mm. because there's there is soul retrieval there is past life regression work happening there's trauma in this life that needs to be resolved but it's I think basically what it comes down to is clearing the resistance to you. Like you said, the receiving part. Yeah. Where's the resistance to you receiving what's like your God given right or your path, your mission. Yeah. I'm laughing at your dog. I am laughing because there. yeah, my, my great Dane, did you hear her having dreams? No. Oh, she was, oh, she was the like, best. The best. <laughs> I was like, can you guys hear that? <laughs> so beautiful. Super good. So yeah. how can people find you to learn more about, about you and by the way hold on do you want a reading <laughs> i forgot do you want you can't yeah, say no <laughs> just say no like, oh no i'm fine no it's okay <laughs> all right let's do it <laughs> oh gosh i always I, I always feel i i feel like i should let people know ahead of time that come on the podcast oh so, yeah by the way would you like to have a reading <laughs> <laughs> i haven't said hi to everybody i got 70 people in my uh, my crew hanging out right now so i, I, oh, I like you guys it. didn't I like know it. i'm on my laptop doing a 
yeah we're doing like a bunch of things at once yeah we are we're doing a podcast right now um it's for a podcast called light switch my name is Kamala I am a integrative healer and a psychic medium I am getting ready to do a reading for Joey hold on um um you know i've been doing a lot of medical mediumship lately hold on just uh, allow me a moment to just connect to your energy um Like I just start to laugh. <laughs> oh boy, that's a good way to start a reading. I know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Well, you know, <laughs> this is going to sound pretty interesting, but I actually think here it is a Friday. My my encouragement for you is to actually rest. You feel deeply fatigued. And I don't, I think that you have in some ways been over productive lately, or you've been, um, I think overly scheduled. I think you, you're, you, you need significant downtime where you're not doing anything. When's the last time you actually did a block of time where you're like, I'm not doing anything. I go to the gym. I mean, Jim is not doing anything, right? <laughs> no, that is no, but I mean, actually, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just yeah, kidding. yeah. I actually feel like you need creative downtime where you're not scheduled. Uh, it's interesting because I know that I chit chat with you from time to time, and you're always like, oh, like wanting to be more productive. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. if, what if the guidance that's coming through right now? is to help you understand that this idea of needing to produce is an unrealistic expectation and it's actually blocking you from attracting greater abundance. Like you are efforting very hard. And I love the way that you have courage to show up on all of the platforms, to show up for your family, to show up for you know every responsibility that you have in life. But my what I'm bringing through right now is there's a lot of tension in your solar plexus. Your solar plexus is this area. It's a chakra point. It's right where the rib cage starts to uh, pull apart. And what I see is that it's actually over activated and that you could, you know, manifest greater abundance and ease if you didn't try to chase it so hard. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? How does that resonate? Does it, does that resonate? Okay. (laughs) Most, you know, because it's the flow I love. I think it's the flow everybody loves. It's that ease when you're going with the, 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 the beauty of life, you're finding the joy and it's not so, oh shoot, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And that's a generational pattern that I see with my father. And Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I see him, he's always been a, such a hard worker but he's never doing enough. He's, oh shoot, I should be. And it's not about making more money. It's not like I need more money. It's like, I'm not doing enough. And so I always noticed this with my father when we'd go on vacation or when we'd go on holidays, even as an adult with my kids, we'd rent a cabin for a week and spend some time with family. He'd always be restless. Like he could never let go. And Mm -hmm. I found when I was working for the government, like when I was a, before I did, I had my own business. I had no problem letting go because I would leave work and be like, work's going to be there. Don't need to do anything. I'm getting paid. This is my regular routine. Yeah. As I stepped into a business and a, as an entrepreneur and everything else, it's a whole new game for me, a whole new un- uh, realization. 
but I stepped into my dad. Mm. And since then has been oh. this, I'm never doing enough. And there's parts like, I need to do more for my clients. I need to do more for my audience. I need to share more. I need, yeah. there's always this almost not enoughness coming through. I know you're not alone on that. Mm. See? <laughs> I know, yeah. And, I know, and that's yeah. just me being vulnerable because it's like, I notice myself and my, my dad and myself right now. And I'm like, oh, I used to bust his balls. Like, dad, relax. Like, why are you, why can't you just enjoy being here in the moment? And here I am with my own business going, oh, that's why. <laughs> I know. I I think I was scrolling here on TikTok and um, I don't know, some somebody random was like, I decided that I would put my phone on airplane mode at 6 p.m. every evening. Could you? Could you I would could not could even you. imagine. <laughs> Can I tell you the synchronicity on everything you're just saying right now? Did you send me a video like that? Did you send me that? No. Or did I just see it no. last night? I'm I losing my mind. So. I don't think you did. <laughs> no. Okay, so let's talk about the universe doing its thing right now. Last night, I go into, I had three meditations yesterday. I, I felt really tapped in and had a really great day yesterday. And before bed, I'm like, I'm being pulled to Medi again. And I go into meditation, I struggle, and I'm like, okay, maybe not. My phone's right there. I go to TikTok. First video that comes up is that video. Yeah, I don't know who it one. is. Who? who? No, no idea. Never no idea. What? But I said, I commented <laughs> on it and I said, thank you. So he tells me in the video, he's talking about he at six o'clock airplane mode, he gets in the yeah. house, does not touch his phone. Oh my God. Because he was realizing that when he was coming in from work, He'd walk into the house, head still, and his kid would be like, dad, dad. And he'd be like, yeah, 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 just give, give me a minute. And he caught himself one day yeah. going, what the fuck? What am I doing? And that rocked me to my core. It triggered me hard because I catch myself like this. I'm on my phone too much. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not always present with my kids. And it rocked me. And today I'm doing an, um, so for all of you that don't know, most of you don't, I'm doing, I just finished up an eight week, uh, it's called the Awaken Masculine Program with a gentleman called Lauren Cren. And it was our final embodiment practice today. And what comes up is I'm in this breath work. We do this massive breath work. I'm in my center. I go and I see my inner child at eight years old and he's playing hockey in the garage. And all he wants to do is play with his dad. That's my eight-year-old self. He wishes he had someone to play with. And I lived on a farm, so it wasn't easy access to friends and stuff, but I always wanted my dad to be there more and yeah. just, just be there with me. Just play with me. I don't need a bunch of money, blah, blah, blah. I just want my dad to play. And I saw my younger self there. I'm like, oh my God. So I go and I hug my younger self at eight. And what mm -hmm. do I see? My other, my son come in and I got my son in one arm at eight years old. And I got myself at eight years old and I'm bawling my eyes out on the floor here. And it's just, I'm like, and it was the moment that clicked. Your kids don't give a shit about what you drive. Your kids don't give a shit about how much money you got in the bank. Your mm -hmm. kids don't give a shit on how many followers you got. Yeah. They just want your attention. They want to, they want presence. And look, I'm not saying this from a place of look at me. I do this because I am guilty of it. But right now, today and last night, and you saying this right now mm -hmm. is another just absolute strong boom of like you can change this now yeah put your phone away yeah be more present like my kids are home from three they go to bed at seven there's yeah. no reason i can't go from three to seven and have zero zero like touching yeah. my phone so thank you for bringing that up because it's That's just more confirmation
Absolutely. I have people here on my side of the TikTok because I'm always live on TikTok when I record my podcast who are like, I'm literally in tears right now. People are like, this seriously resonates. Well, and yeah. sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Go. No, I, I got um, nothing. Here we are. It, it, we feel the guilt right away, right? Everyone's like, oh, shit, I'm a shitty person, shitty parent. That's exactly what you're feeling. I know it. I know yeah. the feeling because when I saw the video, it was just like soul crushing. Like I could do this. But here's the thing. Every day we have a choice. We have a choice right now to just say no to the phone. We know what to do. Mm. And if that moment was triggering enough, if it hurt that much, use it as fuel. Yeah. Don't use it to beat yourself up. Use it as fuel to go, oh, what a beautiful gift to right. like expand into more of myself that I need, who I needed as a parent. I get to be for my kids now. Right? So good. I'm just absorbing it. I'm just like taking that energy well, in because I know just, all of us can relate, including so myself. The parent guilt is the fucking is the is a beast. <laughs> parent guilt is yeah. nothing quite like parent guilt. But if you fuel it, it could it just spirals. But if you just take that and go, okay, how do I pivot? How do I bring more presence? Because that's all they need is presence. And if that's we also it. remember that life is so precious that this is a season that you have with children, or this is a season that you have with yourself, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you're in your 80s, or if you are eight, no, that you no. show up, and that you step back into the essence of really enjoying the present moment. I mean, your life will, will just transform in ways that are, I mean, like, un, you wouldn't even be able to quantify all the different ways that you would be able to transform your mind, body and soul so yeah. powerful so powerful yeah it's it's hard to look at sometimes with this stuff as a parent especially but our phones can be a tool but they can be an absolute cancer so yeah. we need to be aware and that's okay we redirect we change it we we take this as a moment of gratitude be grateful for this moment of even if this is the first time you it feels it hits you in your body like this yeah. take it as a sign let's go yeah you know we can yeah. be better for sure yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for inspiring so many hearts here and for giving people hope about how, no matter how challenging things can be, that that transformation and healing from trauma and and establishing new neurological thought patterns by working with somebody like you. So now I can go back to the other question I started to ask you, which is how do people find you? <laughs> you can find me on the socials uh you can find me obviously here on here on tiktok yeah, yeah. tiktok it's joy labossi two two because another account didn't go so well oh i didn't even realize that okay all right yeah it's joy labossi two okay. that's the only account i have as okay. like you you have a bunch of well, 50 clone you have youtube of... wait hold on have, you're on youtube have, i'm on youtube as you well YouTube. yeah do you have facebook facebook youtube instagram um Gosh, it feels weird to say. Check my socials. Post YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> and you have Instagram. a really awesome website too, right? That's where people yeah. can find out more about like yeah, yeah. how you are able to coach. Um, yeah. And, and hmm? talk just there's my link tree also in all all my social kind of. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. too. You, okay, you, you super book, good. Yeah. If you're ever looking to book one on one stuff, you can book a call with me. You know, most of us give you know free strategy or discovery calls just to make sure that obviously we we click we resonate because it's important when we do this deep vulnerable work to make sure that you have the right person guiding you 
because yeah. obviously I'm not everybody's cup of tea and neither are you and no that's okay no <laughs> right. I'm definitely not absolutely I've learned that uh mm -hmm. thank you so much for making time because I know you're super busy thanks for just uh blessing us with your presence and um it's been my joy to connect with you so thank you everybody else who's hanging out I just want to say <laughs> check out Joey on all of the socials I'm so grateful for you listening to this podcast. I hope you got a lot of laundry folded. <laughs> I hope you went for right. a walk, right? Or you got the dishes done. I love it. Um, I The last thing that I will just add in here is that I have officially launched Awakening School. If you want to check out Awakening School, you just go to the links. <laughs> you go to the links or you go to my website. Super easy. So I deeply appreciate you. And I see you guys in the very next podcast.